0: what's going on buddy? you've got the card board coaches here with your boy coach Co.
1: and i am the cartel and uh sometimes the cartel don't care
0: <laughs> for those of you who are just listening audibly i feel like you almost have to go over to youtube to see his current getup right now i I laughed for i I would say at least like a minute and a half to two minutes when I first saw yeah, him I thought,
1: I thought I'd lost your audio
0: yeah because i I was just I couldn't stop laughing um team very excited for today's episode not just because cartel is back
1: in a bathrobe
0: in a bathrobe that's correct <laughs> he's in a bathrobe uh not know, just because i mean uh look
1: uh my my uh lounging and my lack of caring i don't know i i, I that that probably does kind of juxtapose your intense caring and utility of uh of clothing of, of lifestyle is that what it is is that what's happening here
0: what do you mean just it's I just don't know, so, like, i don't it's just funny i like it
1: i mean i think you should one day join me in a bathrobe and uh
0: I think it'd be kind of weird if we both did it.
1: A Denny's mug, you know? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. it'd be even weirder if we were in the same location.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, that's that's, that's hard. It's real hard, you know?
1: So, but I, this is essentially where I've been the last couple of weeks here. Uh, we had Cartelvis, aka Signed and Slabbed, uh, joining you last week. And I, this is where I was. I was in the bunker, in the bathrobe, not caring.
0: I love it. But there's a few things we have to care about. And that yes.
1: is the,
0: essentially what's going on in the sports card hobby. Uh, I would say the most notable thing that happened last week is was a an arrest out of, I believe it was Denver, Colorado. Don't kill me if, if I'm wrong here. Please let me know in the comment section if I am. Uh, a gentleman, all I know is his first name was, I think it was a Mayo, Mayo McNeil or something. What a name. Mayo McNeil. 82 Mayo. years old. 82 years old. Uh, was arrested for uh, fraudulent activities pertaining to buying and selling sports cards, specifically fraudulent PSA graded Michael Jordans. Mm. Now, the, all of the articles I've seen have like Jordan PSA tens like as their background photo. Like I'm pretty sure he didn't defraud a PSA ten Jordan. I mean, he could have. Apparently, the charges or or allegedly he defrauded upwards of $800,000 from the years of 2015 to 2019. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that a Jordan at that time or several Jordans at that time could eventually add up to that amount. Um, So, I don't know if he was... I mean, I guess he was either submitting fake Jordans or putting fake Jordans in fake PSA slabs or real PSA slabs. I don't even know. Like, imagine. I,
1: I, don't, I don't think he was submitting fake Jordans. Everything okay. I read. Remember- has kind of um, so like avoided, Face Labs avoided placing the blame on PSA here because a yes. lot of people knee-jerked to that conclusion. Okay, but I think what we had was the best example, and it's you know it's, it's interesting and funny that it comes from like an old man. Uh, I, that's that,
0: that was my first thought. I was like, man, eighty-two never, years old.
1: Never underestimate an old man. He is still a man, and we know what evil lurks in the hearts of men, whether they're eighteen or eighty-two. Uh, But it sounds like the best example of a scenario that is real in the hobby where slabs are being tampered with and manipulated into uh, looking like everything's kosher um, where you could, for example, remove uh, it. Look, it could be a, a fake Jordan that you're placing into a real slab. Yeah. it could be a real Jordan that you're placing into into a slab with a, a reused label. Yeah. These are realities. You ever stop and look at your slabs. And now everybody knows the cardboard coaches love SGC. Uh, they have done so much to improve their standing in the hobby and give us a very viable um, alternative to professional sports authenticator. But you ever look at these slabs, they're very easy to open um you you know if you're using that if you're using your eyes to take an extra close look you may see some inconsistencies that will alert you to an issue i don't think this is a widespread issue by any means but if you can easily open an sgc slab and remove a gem mint label you still have the gem mint card so long as you've done your due diligence and carefully open the slab, which you can submit for another gem, presumably, and take another card that's not a gem that you know is not a gem, a wooden gem, and put that in with a label. You see companies in China and uh, other international sellers on eBay offering slabs, the actual plastic that's used. Yeah, There are tiny Little details in the PSA slab, like the PSA embossment of the logo in the lower part of the slab. Some people aren't familiar with. There are tiny details of the Beckett labels, right, which have a certain kind of perforation and the trademark number, of the, BA, the number.
0: BAS number or the patent Yeah.
1: But listen, if you're new to the hobby and you just see a slab, are you looking for those details? Or are you paying attention? So, this is a great case to, I just hope people are reading about this and interpreting it properly. Because like I said, the first knee-jerk reaction was to go after PSA, Yeah, which is fun, which is, you know, cardboard coaches, check out our early episodes. What is Cartel doing? What is What am I doing 90% of the time? I'm mad at PSA. I'm mad at tops, Uh I'm mad at Upper Deck. We've gone through all that. But uh, yeah. so I get it. Like you want to jump on the big bad company, but... In this case, it really looks like Mr. Mayo uh was just the enterprising type who was taking advantage of an opening, an opportunity.
0: Well, especially in like 2015, 20 to 2019, like the the market had started picking up, but it, it wasn't where it's at now, right? So like there was some hype. 2015, we have like McDavid, and I mean it's not just hockey, but like the obviously it's picking up steam. Uh, And then eventually, obviously, during the pandemic is when things really popped off. What I find most interesting is he actually stopped selling fraudulent stuff like during the pandemic. And I I wonder if that's maybe because there was like an increase of information. Do you know what I mean? Like and there was like more content created and like. More people were aware of how to look up a serial number and like what to look for on PSA slabs and and stuff of that nature. Like I found that aspect of it super interesting, actually. Like it was only from like 2015 to 2019. And like presumably, I mean, everyone, not everybody, but like tons of people made money 2020 and 2021. Like tons of people made money, especially ones that were in the game before. You right. So he, like
1: he, you could say he missed out on the biggest part of the gravy train, that's, but that's I what think- I mean. I think you might be on the right track there given yeah. that there was so much more attention on it. You had it. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If we are to believe every statistical point on the chart, we're talking about a card that went from what, 50 grand to 750 grand at its yeah. peak. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I mean, let's be, I think we should be more reasonable. I mean, I, I think close to half a mil is more reasonable. I don't know about these sales that were starting to creep towards a million while Gary Vee, by the way, was telling us it was going to hit a million. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the case. Maybe there was too much heat. So, so it's like speed. too much
0: 10 I mean, X. Right. So like, I mean, then all Jordans are like, Whoa, you know, like then, then people are like, just, I,
1: there was not know. a lot of content going on. I mean, 2019, and especially imagine
0: an old, an old dude, you know, and he just like sells it like, Oh, I've had these cards forever and they've been, right. you know, I, I, I've owned them my whole life and shit like that. Right. Like,
1: Coach, I mean, uh, I, I, know, I
0: Facebook you, you know, groups you, like it'd be really easy for this guy to pass that shit off.
1: Yeah, you you know, from my own anecdotes over the past little while, um, particularly when it comes to the Gretzky rookie card, I've had to give the bad news to so many people. And listen, nine times out of 10, they're telling me it's been in the family for a long time. Yeah, Which, by the way, a long time could mean 10 years to some people. Uh, I'm not saying they're trying to lie to me, but you do hear this story a lot. Oh, it was my grandfather. It's been in the family. Well. And I know in, in terms of the timeline, you know, they weren't making fake Gretzky's in the early 80s. Yeah, um, Maybe towards the later 80s and 90s, they they're, they're, they started popping up. So I don't know. To some people, a long time means 10 years or five years. Um, but yeah, like it's going to make you question it less if it's a nice person, particularly older, and they're telling you I've had it for a long time. Oh, well, that's pretty good providence, right? Maybe I shouldn't look at this card as as hard. And by the way, uh, not to harp on the Gretzky too much, but they're they're catching on to that uh, dot on the shoulder. Of course,
0: of course they are. They they caught on
1: to it. And now, you know, there's great material out there because we are in this age of information. Yeah. That can help you with that. And by the way, so 2019 was pivotal, pivotal even before uh, the pandemic. Um, There was a lot of heat building up in the hobby. Gary V was showing off his Acuna Jr. rookie cards. the Vegas, D-
0: Vegas Dave too, bro. Vegas Dave the cartel bought, bought the uh, the trout. Off.
1: Yeah, the, the, the trout sale was what, yeah. 18 or 19?
0: 2019, I
1: think. You know, the cartel made a lot of money off of base Ronald Acuna Jr. rookie cards. Uh, and I probably even overdid it, to tell you the truth. But um, Cody, Cody
0: Bellinger was another one.
1: Oh, I see this. Cody Bellinger was a case of a uh, uh, held when I should have let go.
0: Cody Bellinger uh, was another one. We, we all he these was, he's, a, he's another guy that Cody Cody uh, Cody that uh, that Gary V was talking about. Right. Cody Bellinger yeah. was like he was like the guy because he had just won an MVP in 2018.
1: Soto Bellinger um, noticed that. I don't know. I might be wrong here, but notice he wasn't talking too much about Otani because he was probably buying Otani. He was, ta- he was talking to you about the guys he was selling. Maybe right. we all know that. Um And around that time, a popular thing that was happening that wasn't getting as much of a reach as like the average person can now get on Instagram uh, was, you know, things like blowout forums and sports card radio forums, uh, where they were actively talking about uh, forgeries, fakeries, and all of these issues. And it was a very small part of the community that was aware of that and bringing that to their buddies. And a lot of times... And and I'm maybe Brendan. This makes sense to you, like you don't want to hear this stuff. You, you if you enter the hobby around 2019, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on, particularly if you're into baseball because baseball had this great rookie class. Yeah, uh, maybe you're getting into hockey because of the Hughes brothers at the time. Uh, but you're and and, and don't get, don't get me started on Luka Doncic. But That's,
0: yeah, 2018 when,
1: when you start to hear these guys, say, hey, have you have you heard about these? trimmed mcdavid future watches have you heard about these <clears throat> stickers that beckett's grading that are fake you don't want to hear this you, you you don't want to hear it because you've already put some money in you're having fun don't ruin my vibe don't you know kill my chill don't i don't know don't tinkle my spinkle is what was going on there
0: tinkle my so, spinkle that was a new one I just
1: one. like my spinkle tinkle
0: that was a new one
1: but uh look i'm in a bathrobe bro cartel <laughs> cartel don't care Okay. And signed and slabbed Cartelvis. I do care about you very much. I hope you're having fun in Dallas. Did right you hear,
0: now. did you hear the serenade that he opened up the episode? Last it was unbelievable. Uh, it, it, you know,
1: I watched it and two things occurred to me. Number one, I was so impressed. Number two, I almost saw my future delete in front of my eyes. Cause I'm thinking the cardboard coaches and the ca- cardboard Cowboys are going to melt together and the cartel is going to just be stuck in the bunker here in his bathrobe watching. Um, so look, this whole concept of what this Mayo guy was doing, he, there's a ton of people who are not surprised about it. Um, it is a thing. I hope people are reading about it and realizing it's a thing, questioning things. When you have a slab in your hand and it's a Jordan 10, you, you keep hearing these anecdotal stories. That doesn't look gem mint. A lot of times the graders are asleep at the wheel, but a lot of times you may actually be in a situation where you're holding something manipulated.
0: Like you're, You might be right that it doesn't look like a gem mint 10. Trust you know? your like, inst- Yeah.
1: Maybe this this you know the crease in the in the, the the seal of the the slab looks weird. Okay, well, before you drop a huge amount of money, give it some consideration. Maybe there is something to it. Maybe something's going on. Um, just you know, be picky, be I always um, be check the loyal.
0: serial numbers too, man. The, the barcodes are there for a reason, unless you own a Beckett's lab. In which case, now
1: remember, it's tricky if it is <laughs> real, if it is a real label that has been read, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the the the, no, the code I know. is not gonna do much for you,
0: I know, I know, but um,
1: you know, at the very least, you
0: can check the label, see if it's either been stolen or you know, I mean, it, usually, if something is too good to be true, it really is, right? So, again, like, know your comps. When you go into any any buying situation, if you're buying specifically like an iconic card for like significantly cheaper than than market value, I mean, you're you should already kind of be weary, you know. Like that's that's instead exactly. of thinking that you're fleecing that person, just remember that they could very well be fleecing you. So that's, that's really, uh, you know. Um, I also kind of want to talk. I mean, I also, I uh, we had Upper Deck debut a new product, brand new product. Upper Deck Legends, SP Authentic, or SP Legends, or something, some variation of that. I
1: believe it's this. Upper Deck SP Signature Legends.
0: I don't know how you managed to pop off all of that, uh, but you might be right.
1: I believe that's what it is. It's, it's again, just using the SP brand, which stands for short print. Is it? Um, they They have the SP retail product that they've been releasing the last few years. I actually a, a bit of that bugs me because people think they're buying SP authentic. I get it, can be confusing, but it's it's a retail lower level product. Then there's SP. Can you authentic. hit
0: future watches in it? You can't, right?
1: No, but you can't get any signed future watches. Really? It's a totally different set.
0: Really?
1: It's just called SP. It's a different set. The rookies are numbered, they're not autographed. You can get a Caprazov at a 99 kind of thing. But and the the blue parallels, this, that, and the other thing. SP Authentic is the beloved uh, kind of mainstay where you can get future watch autographs. People yes. always talk about what, what, what is the base of hockey? Young Guns, future watch autographs, and cup RPAs. That's undeniable. Th- th- those are the base, right? And they use that SP logo. Um, they See, back in the day, in the 90s, they'd use it in insert sets and things like that before SP Authentic became a regular thing. And now they, they're applying it to this Signature Legends. Are they going to make it an annual thing? We don't know. Um, so want find out. To think, what, what What was your initial, you know, when it came out? What were you thinking? I mean, it's um, no. You know?
0: I first of all, I was like, okay, we got another set here, but it took us three years to get the cup sorted out, so I was a little yeah. bit annoyed. Um, right. You know, also because like we should probably already have SP Authentic from last year. You know, like we should probably already have like a cool call field. Future watch auto. But we that doesn't have he does we don't have that yet. Do you know what I'm saying? And so instead of releasing things that we probably should have already, um we're getting stuff that and and it's nostalgic and it's it's you know, correct me if I'm wrong, there's like are they all on card autos?
1: Um I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay. So
1: I I I think I have seen some circuit now now that Gretzky messier duel with the upside down gretzky was that from sp signature legends i think so i think so so. that those were stickers i mean obviously they put they placed the sticker upside down yeah now by the way this is going to further confuse the issue i have purchased approximately exactly not approximately two packs of this product i've purchased them uh from a from a box fresh box uh picked packs at random i don't believe there's a Uh, That's a whole other conversation we're having now that I'm like in a, in a situation where I'm offering packs from boxes to consumers. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's just a whole other thing of people trying to figure out if there are systems. Uh, I know the best stores in Toronto always shuffle the packs. They don't want to give anyone any any kind of advantage, but again, you'd have to do some digging cartel dug in randomly. Uh, So I wanted to share some of this. I mean, if people are watching on YouTube, they'll see this. First of all, it is a nice design. And Brendan, it is SP Signature Edition Legends. Okay. Uh this is the gold foil parallel of Patrick Law. You can imagine that I was happy with that because I am a Patrick Law fan. It's got a gold foil facsimile signature.
0: Facsimile. Okay.
1: And this is pleasing to the eye, is it not? Yeah. Okay. It's it's a nice card. Uh I, I immediately notice on the back. Uh so it is a 2021 product. We are waiting on 2223 Series 2 anyway uh on the back licensed by the nhl and the alumni right because there is this there's this huge checklist now do you remember the centennial maple leaf set yes that came out correct me if i'm wrong
0: 2017 in- i think
1: 2017 yeah and again um it was capitalizing on the hype high-
0: 100 year anniversary athletes, rookie yes. cards yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, But it also celebrated the history of the leaves. Yes. So there is a super short printed, as they say, SSP'd update to the Centennial, Toronto Maple Leafs Centennial set. It says 2017 on the back. Uh, and in, I this,
0: in this set? It.
1: Yeah. So in my okay. second pack, I was lucky enough because apparently, according to the configuration online, it doesn't say this on the box, you get two autographs per box. So I was lucky enough to pull this update of Norm Allman. It's gorgeous. It's on card. Uh, I think, um, young leaf fans can do themselves a favor looking up Norm And he is a legend. I believe he's like 87 years old right now. T.S. Uh, that's a mighty fine signature for someone that age. So they've stuck these into the product, I guess, because the vibe is there that it's legends. Yeah. But I do also want to tell you just as a funny aside,
0: there's a lot of leaf autographs. That's what Josh was saying.
1: Yeah. This is called maple leaf marks. Now, uh, The funny thing is, uh, two cards later in this same pack, Brendan, was a second Norm Allman. The exact same card. Really? They placed two in the same pack, which, I mean, I assume there's still another autograph in the box. But two in one pack.
0: I mean, could they be that short, super short printed then if you had two in one pack?
1: Well... I just... They they sure can, but the question there is, I mean, clearly there was some sort of mistake at the factory.
0: Yeah, 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 of
1: course. Uh, maybe they got stuck together. I don't, but the funny thing, the funny thing was, it had a base card between the two autographs. So
0: yeah, so like it's that's wonderful. Two of them, yeah, of course it is.
1: As a Leaf fan, you know, I'm gonna hold on to one, sell one. They are super short printed, so they actually have quite a bit of value. Um, so I don't know. I mean, this is on card. It's beautiful, but I, I don't think all of them are on card. I think the, uh, the
0: biggest allure is obviously like Future Watch autographs for players that never got Future Watch autographs. And it's like right. it's on the same level as what we saw from Tops and what Dave and I discussed last week where a lot of legends in the MLB are getting Bowman's first that they'd never had before. Yeah. Now we're venturing into the hockey space and we're giving legends that have never had Future Watch autographs Yeah. Future Watch autographs. So, well, they've already
1: done. They've already done the young gun thing where they yes. went back. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting guns.
0: for sure. I I can't imagine myself ever really wanting like a future watch autograph of one of those players versus like a, a different autograph. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't pay yeah. up for the future watch autograph version of Mario Lemieux, for instance. Like, yeah. if I wanted a Mario Lemieux autograph i grab a Mario Lemieux autograph, whatever it was numbered out of. But I, I don't think if th- it was equal or, or if it was more expensive to buy the, the future watch auto, I would not buy the future watch auto. Yeah. Um, You know, just because there's cadence for rookies doesn't necessarily mean they're like, I'm buying that for legends. That's just my two cents, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are massive future watch collectors that yeah. like the completists, and there's massive individual player collectors you and i know this like for we sure. know, you know yager collectors we know beret collectors we know goaltender collectors and that's it's a cool option for them it's it's definitely if you're a lemieux guy and you want a lemieux future watch autograph or i've seen them they're acetate some of them like it's yeah it just adds to your checklist of things that you want to grab for your favorite player i think that's cool i think a couple episodes ago we had that conversation about you know given that these are 2021 products coming out Who's to stop someone from, you know, saying, you know what? Um, back in 15, 16, there was a couple sets we were gonna make. We almost made, you know, we're gonna release them right now, and it's gonna be a new Connor McDavid rookie card. Who's to stop them? Who's to remember Beckett and and Topps went into Cahoots in the 2021 Bowman's Best? Bowman's product? best,
0: Bowman's Best. And yeah. apparently
1: those are all rookie cards. I, I haven't checked a baseball Beckett, but apparently those are designated as rookie cards. So the 2021 Bowman's Best Julio is a rookie card, even though you and I want to collect the 2022 rookie card logos and autographs. Um, I mean, Also, I
0: get, there's like 9 million variations that you can choose from. So
1: deck can do whatever they want. Pops can do whatever they want. Upper deck can do whatever they want. And um, then it's our choice as collectors how we want to view them. Because there will be people who will view it. You know, there's hardcore people out there on message boards, and they're like, the 2021 cup cards aren't even rookie cards. They were released in 22, 23, and I'm going to denote that in my in my notes here. That's funny. But it, you know.
0: I will I- say, so uh, did you and I get a chance to talk about how how the autographs are not on card for, for Sorokin and, and Cappy? I don't,
1: I, don't, I don't think we did, no. But I mean, didn't that have something maybe to do with lockdowns and travel? And so Russia?
0: I heard... And I don't know how legit this is, but I heard this was a, it was an agent issue. Um, And it was it was less of a it's it actually they wanted more money to do it's on rough. card and and upper deck. They basically said like, like sticker or nothing um, and less because there are other Russian Romanov is Russian and he was not like, you know, like he has an on card autograph in that set.
1: He has a 99, uh, doesn't he? His, his RPA is 99. I think so. That's funny.
0: I know but um so yeah i don't i don't know for sure obviously and i don't i mean if you checked out the hockey cards gong show podcast they talked to that gentleman from upper deck and he kind of like skirted around what happened and he just kind of yeah. said like hey we did what we could there was well, like and then it and was, then you it wondered, was sticker or nothing
1: so does that make the future watch stuff which is on Carter, more
0: valuable i think so
1: well more it's- desirable Maybe At least, a at least, if, at least the gonna... future.
0: What about the future watch auto patch? I think so.
1: Yeah, I'm actually. I'm trying to get one right now. I think now. so. Uh, trying to work a deal with someone on one uh, because uh, that's the way I view it. Um, I think so too. I also think it's kind of a weird thing going on in the hockey hobby right now. Karpov's kind of being disregarded for whatever reason. But uh because there
0: was too much hype before and it can never return, sir. I'm sorry. I
1: just don't understand that. He's having a hellacious year. I think he's got a ton of hellacious years in him. I keep hearing he's too old or this or that. I don't know. it just seems like a lot of resistance for some reason. I don't know. But, but this is what uh,
0: happens when a guy when a player pops off, it's very hard for it to go back there. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know if Kill McCarr, with all the accolades he he achieves, I don't know if it ever goes back to the the, the his cup run hype. Like, and, yeah, I, and McCart- there's no disrespect there's no disrespect to Kyle McCarr because he's a point-a-game defenseman and he's got what like I think 300 points in his career he's only played 4 NHL seasons that's ridiculous he has cons might the Norris trophy already like yeah, yeah, but McCart- at the same Fox, time I just don't know if it ever gets back to where it was like I McCart-
1: McCart and Fox kind of suffered from the overhype uh, Fox fell off of the, the face time. of the earth man But listen, they still look. I I think that just sets themselves up. That sets them up potentially for later down the line to have a bit of a resurgence in the hobby because they are important players. They've already achieved so much. Uh, Fox has a Norris. McCarr has a Calder and a Norris and a Cup. I mean, we can't ignore that. It it may pop up again. I don't know. I mean, I guess Quinn Hughes is even more dead in the water.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So... But, I mean, it happened with Elias Pettersson, too. I mean, he's having a fantastic year. He has the most points he's ever had uh, in an NHL season, if but, I'm not mistaken.
1: But he he is coming off a bit of a weaker season, it's not.
0: Last season, but this season he's playing great. And his his yeah. prices are... I mean, I think yeah, his PSA 10 was like 500 about, bucks for a while. And now it's...
1: Some of the guys are talking about, like, Makar and Kaprasov never fell off. That's the thing. They've just been consistently playing well.
0: That's... Yeah. Yeah. But That's there, you,
1: know, you you remember that crazy period of time where, you know, PSA 10 young guns of Shesterkin were... Around a thousand dollars. You had one, you had one, and I capitalized because there I, know, was no I
0: know, I know, I know.
1: There was no it, way that was going to be. It was,
0: uh, it was the expo like a month from now, but last year, right? So, spring expo, uh,
1: I feel like it was the expo before the last one, and the last one was yeah, what? So the
0: spring expo, yeah, the, spring expo. Uh, the spring
1: expo, yeah. So, it's this we're, we're coming yeah. up on the, yeah, the, one-year that, that the one year
0: anniversary of the thousand a dollar. Shosturkin PSA 10s. That was a wild one, yeah.
1: That but to be
0: fair, one. I mean, Shosturkin is, he's only available in update, right? Like, he's got an update young gun.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's a tougher one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, like, it's it's like Shisterkin. a super short-printed young gun.
1: And he was playing absolutely remarkable hockey better.
0: I still think he's, like, top five goalie in the league.
1: Listen, uh, there's a lot of hype and talk about the Rangers right now. It's totally understandable. When you look at them on paper, my goodness, uh, it's pretty impressive. So and Aaron
0: and Kane back
1: together again wild stuff. I wonder if
0: Panarin gets the love he deserves finally with the Kane hype next to him. I don't know. We'll see.
1: With Tarasenko just in the background being like, hi, guys. Right in point.
0: 43 goals. Nobody talking about him. him. No one talking. Two cups. This man has 43 goals. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Bananas. The yeah. Moose has 40 goals. Again, no one gives a shit. It's crazy yeah. to me. Also, can we talk about the gem rates on, on the Series 1? I said they were going to be bad because I have been stacking these things the gem rates for uh, Kent Johnson, Owen Power, and I think Lucas Reichel are all hovering around 25%.
1: So wow, even lower than the big 25%.
0: Things. And I think each one has about like 600 cards submitted, something along those lines. Yeah. 25% gem rates. So And you've
1: got the camps. you got a camp talking about how that's good because you don't want gem rates to be too high. And then you have the camp talking about this is a big indication of what's going on with Upper Deck's. Printing process and quality control. Both both can be legitimate takes. But yeah, uh,
0: well, I mean, especially because I mean, I guess gems are gonna be harder to come by, right? I don't
1: know. Doesn't that I mean, don't you agree that that just kind of puts me off of buying the product and really puts me on just trying to locate it in that condition? And part of the fun used to be (laughs) that you could you could locate (laughs) raw cards and convert. I know.
0: I know, but then life changes sometimes, right? Like, and we all got to adjust. And I just think that unfortunately right now, and I'd be curious to see if this happens with other sports as well. Um, and how their gem rates of like key sets have come down. Well, because I mean tops
1: 2022 in a nutshell.
0: I mean, I haven't seen any gem rates, have you?
1: I don't like I have yeah, I haven't crunched numbers, but I can only imagine. I'd be shocked if. It, it was any different than what I think.
0: Yeah, well, because at least in hockey, uh, 2022, like Cole Caulfield, gems are really tough to come by. Like, I have sourced a lot of them. And I'm not lying when I say that, like, there's the edges on the back of of those cards are awful for the most part. Um, and so that's a tough grade. And I think he's at like 38% or something gem rate. Right. But Series 1 this year is even worse at 25%.
1: I mean, remember when I scored the Zebras PSA 10, it was like a celebration and I converted on that. Uh, but I I'd never uh I never submitted any Caulfields because I couldn't find anything worth submitting. And I even told you the Zebras that I sent in I thought was borderline. So yeah, that that I remember that set. That that was terrible. I mean, it's been terrible for a few years now. It all kicked off with that series one 2020 2021, where those those cards were coming out with rounded corners.
0: The uh the Laffy set, right? Laffy and uh, Knockout Kaprasov was series two, I think.
1: And look, I'll admit it. uh, This is probably the year where I really tapered off, but every year, series one, I dig in. I really do. Probably more so than I should. uh, But I remember 2021 just getting stopped in my tracks because I'm like, wait a minute, these cards are, there is a serious issue here. And I see
0: exclusives that like make me want to cry, to be honest. Like, because imagine and and, and high (laughs) glosses, quite frankly. Like because I'm like these things are numbered out of a hundred and like out of ten. And they're just in such rough shape. Yeah. Like and I mean again, let's not to say that like everything's supposed to gem, but like when you have a card like numbered out of a hundred, yeah, I mean you you you'd like it to be closer to gem than than a seven or an eight, right. you know?
1: Well, as they say, um, so you know, like, here's the thing. I, I want to be stressing about what I'm going to pull. I'm not, I don't want to be stressing about what condition it's going to be in. Yeah. And Pops has this thing where it's like it has to look like a PS8 or better, which is so subjective. It gives them so much leeway. I they know. have all the control there. I, know. Uh, I don't want to tell you about what I've seen this past week. I I, I myself pulled a, a Bowman draft, first auto and it, it, the, the, the corner was collapsed. It, it looked like, it, 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 I, I don't know how a printing press would have made that that damage. It may, it may have been dropped for all I know. It's so deflating. When you see an autograph, you see numbering, and then you see damage. It can put people off really badly. How about missing autographs? I've seen people purchase product from Panini that says one autograph per box, like UFC Optic, No no autograph. How disappointing and deflating is that? Uh, especially when you're spending big money and uh and then you know i actually went back and i looked at that optic box you know what it says average one autograph per box on average average
0: average you would hope that
1: means you might get multiple autographs average actually mean you may get none
0: (laughs) average that's correct yes i know savage let's
1: let's Let's roll over here, uh, Coach Co. Not literally roll over. If I was the roll over, I'd put on a spectacle on the YouTube channel. And we'd get taken down. Um, let's roll over to the issue of regulation, yeah, and and yeah. the t- talky and the breaking because we are dealing with a stacked situation where the manufacturers have all the power and all the control in that situation. Uh, in terms of if you're going to complain about it or how they're doing things. And then we get into these issues in the hobby like breaking and what's going on with it. And can it continue the way it is without some sort of regulation?
0: Yeah. So uh, TikTok has recently banned breaking sports cards and Pokemon cards. And I think even like mystery boxes or mystery bags like something along those lines like of yeah, all kinds so like uh, anything is like gaming or gambling of chance yes more. now i've been notified from uh a pretty significant card shop in the states that i we talked to uh quite a lot that they actually have a vetting process and by they i mean tiktok apparently there's a vetting process and some of the vetted breakers are allowed to continue breaking. Uh, I don't know what this vetting process looks like, but at the very least there's, there's new regulation for breaking, at least on this TikTok app with the assumption that these are like, this is gambling or something of this nature, right? Like that that's what we're, we're, we're made to assume is that it, and, and, and actually the screenshots that I've seen have all said like, well, this, this is, this, uh, this is gambling in nature, right? So, Um, it's interesting because I, well, the Razzes, you're not allowed to run Razzes through PayPal, right? I think something along those lines.
1: Yeah. If they notice like a pattern or something. Yeah.
0: And, and you get banned. Like I know a lot of people who are banned from PayPal randomly, do you know, for something, you know, of that nature. And, um, there's always going to be regulation when there's money money somewhere, right? So it's just a matter of what does this regulation look like and does Fanatics get ahead of this somehow? Because you know that Fanatics is going to use these breakers, right? Like Fanatics is going to use the breakers to push products. And if the breakers get cut off because all of a sudden it's considered gambling, I mean, that's a huge amount of money that yeah they are potentially going to lose out on because just imagine how many boxes get picked, get get bought by breakers or breaking entities or something of that nature right like i mean i don't think we know, we understand truly how integral breaking is to the current landscape of the sports card market like as it is right now um i think it is fundamentally necessary because of Every all of the channels that are created around that, right? Yeah. So I, there's no way that Fanatics gives that up. So it's just a matter of like, how do they get ahead of this? Um, and you got to believe that I think it's probably Fanatics creating their own. They're gonna create their own app at the very least.
1: I uh, I think that's something that's gonna at happen. Very least, I think um, there's just too much going on in in uh, the controversial sense where. You're hearing about hits that aren't sent out, and then all of these different kind of excuses and and ways of making it up to people that in the end of the day hurt them that, that, that goes all the way back to the backyard breaks, Trevor Lawrence kaboom scandal, yeah. where someone someone who clearly wasn't deep into the hobby didn't maybe they didn't even understand what was going on to them. And at the end of the day was happy with the way that it played out. but at the end of the day, we know who benefited the most. And it's still going on today. There's still a lot of sketchy things going on. There's still a lot of off-camera stuff going on. This, this is like starting from the basic elements, like of how to run a break, who is running the break, the regulations of how the break is presented. Uh, there are kids involved um, using, you know, parents' credit cards. There's so many of these elements, and it is gambling. It is a game of chance at the end of the day. Our, our whole thing here is a game of chance, shrouded and in, covered in, in this veneer of baseball cards and fun, uh, but it is a big business. It is, it, there's life-changing money involved here when you see some of these hits. Um, there are some great outfits out there, we know, even locally, that do breaks and do shows, and I think they, they utilize the whatnot platform and, uh, and maybe even their own in-house platforms. And they do a great job with it because it's so great for the hobby. You have, you know, uh, 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 here locally in Toronto, uh, to get an, a, a scenario where a celebrity is ripping packs, and they hit a huge card that has, that's valued in the tens of thousands of dollars, and then the, and then the athlete. I've, uh, I'm I'm mentioning this F1 uh, situation. Yeah. It's not yeah. really my wheelhouse. Yeah. Then he makes a video uh, talking about the card. That's all great. Hitting a Jackie Robinson one of one. Um, a patch and a cut. Uh, so shout out to Mint Ink. To to have that out there is is really important for the hobby. It's a big deal. Without getting yeah. into the details of who hit it, like it's just it causes excitement. It shows people what's out there and, and yeah. the reason why people gravitate towards yeah. this.
0: And it's the same thing with coffee with cards. Like they hit the one of one. Uh, I think it was a black breakaway. Jonathan David and Jonathan David is like the, the one of if not i say the top 2 um most relevant like canadian soccer player good in the player. on the men's team uh yeah. and it's considered as rookie card and so like yeah. uh, we're talking like a massive like five figures at least in my opinion for for the right collector um it, and like good. pulled it's in canada you know what i mean like that's a like a pretty big deal right and
1: it's it's good and bad because it does promote this concept that there's like there's a know, chance Dig it into the well and you yeah. might
0: that there's a chance
1: you might get rich. It, it might, it might be life-changing. You hit a one of one super fractor, Jackson holiday autograph with the way prospecting is in baseball. You're, you're changing your life.
0: I mean, apparently there was a $100,000 bounty on that thing.
1: I, I, I was actually like thinking even more than a hundred thousand on that one, but um, I think I'm
0: being conservative in saying that, but
1: it's, it's, it's a big deal. And then you got, you know, and then you have the breaker having to explain himself it, to me. That wasn't, I mean, again, based on what I knew about it, that everything happened on camera and the way it happened. I didn't, yeah. want to, but people yeah. always find reasons. Uh, of course, of course, to of be course. Or, or he he
0: offered thought. it to everyone like three times before he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to Percy this shit, yeah. you know, like. There, there's no, so like,
1: much more obvious stuff going on yeah. that I'd rather focus on than, than a, a breaker happens to get a, a massive hit it happens like you and I can have packs in front of us right now. There may be a massive hidden it. Does that mean that the store we got it from is corrupt? Does it mean we're yeah. corrupt? It's uh, anyway, that it's all, all, everything we're discussing is the reason why there there does need to be some kind of regulation going on here. And, I, and I, in my head without getting into, you know, like, I, I, looks I don't like. Know all odds and ends of the legalities, all these entities probably don't want that. It just no, of course of, not. kind of makes things more uh, complicated and, uh, they want to keep it uh, simpler, but I just don't think that I knew that that's not a sustainable thing. Um, so I don't know. At the end of the day, I I want less and less of these controversies, and if the way to get away from that is some sort of regulation and these platforms becoming more aware of what's going on, then then that's that's great, you know, because
0: but like regulated how, how and, and, and by whom,
1: right. You know, and whatever this vetting process may be. I yeah. I don't
0: know. Well, I mean, it's like I mean, TikTok, I I I really I'm sure it has to do with like just number of followers. Like it's literally like that simple. Or like Which is do you scary have a, because or do you, you have like a website followers. attached or something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like
1: I, but, you can, but you can buy followers, can't you? I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's... you
0: can. Uh, but also, like, people go viral for the stupidest shit. So, like, you might have all these followers, but not for sports cards. It might be because you have, like, right. racing videos on your page of, like, literally YouTube videos. Like, just copy-pasted yeah, YouTube videos, cool. basically, and, like, created TikTok videos from them. And you've amassed yep. all these followers. So, right. it, it, just because you have a lot of followers doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you're a person. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, so it's interesting. And so I guess like for everyone's protection, like a vetting process is necessary, but it's just a matter of like, what does that vetting process look like? And it doesn't, it doesn't even really matter, you know, like, I don't know.
1: But it's just uh, this, this whole online thing and watching people on videos, like people are doing right now, what are we offering? What are the cardboard coaches offering discussion information? That's not very controversial. Um, sometimes it gets some people hot in the pants, it gets some people into my DMs, grown men making threats. I mean, I don't even know if I'd call them threats. I I, I I saw better and I heard better coming out of the schoolyard than some of these gentlemen who, as I have mentioned before, would foil up like an accordion in person. Uh. But um uh, yeah, I just got myself off track again. There Co. I'm in a, I'm in bathrobe mode.
0: That's okay. Bathrobe mode. That's okay.
1: Uh, but we're just offering information. The people that are offering product, that's this whole thing where it's like again, I mean, it all started with me. One one of the earliest breaks I got into from pure boredom during the Canadian lockdown. You know, they they went off camera. And I immediately said to myself, what am I doing? Who am I trusting? And who did I just give my money to? You know, there should never be an assumption that people have your best interests in mind just yeah. because they're taking your money and offering a product. Yeah, And they have all the control. They've got the case in front of them. You start to hear things about, are you able to locate a case hit? They have all the control and all you have is trust. A wing and a prayer. And um, that's an issue that's an issue. Like, so again, you got a, a, an outfit in Toronto that's been doing it for a while that is professional about it, open about it and offers you a great experience. Those are the people you should gravitate to the fact that anyone can randomly start doing this. Anyone can have a big follower count. All of a sudden, anyone can have an account with some distributor, who is that person? What are they doing? I don't doing?
0: know if anyone can have an account with a distributor, but at the very oh, least
1: or or, or or in between. or Yeah, yeah.
0: Between. Or like that's a buy problem. buy from retail. Remember the back that, that was brutal when like literally everyone was doing rips, like retail rips. I was yeah. like all, this all is, I was trying
1: to say is anyone who has the capital.
0: Yes, you're you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh I agree with you. And that's why I mean it's just important to kind of build your network, you know, just like really understand who's in your corner and uh you know when there's when there's smoke there's fire just try to i mean we need to start having a vetting process you know like just like not a a tiktok vetting process but like you know maybe before you go into a break with someone like ask like go into like their mutual followers and maybe ask like hey like have you participated in a break with this person before like how was it you know I think that's yeah. same thing with a sale. You know, if you're gonna make a sale with someone, and you maybe it's through Instagram, or you have both have same person, you have each other on Instagram. You perhaps go into mutual followers, and you're like, "Hey, what do you know about this person?" Like, yeah. I just, I think some sort of vetting process. I mean, every in every channel, whether that's also, a personal vetting process in- or or a secondary we're one.
1: We're also existing in a world where if you do a break and you get a big hit versus you get nothing, you're walking away with these weird mindsets. Yeah. Got a big hit and you're like, this guy is the best the guy in best. the
0: world. best. Best person I ever. will
1: babysit his children. Yeah. I will uh, yeah. get his uh, uh, his laundry and oh. his dry cleaning for him.
0: Die and for this don't person. Don't
1: hit. And yeah. you're like, I think these guys are sketchy.
0: Yeah, yeah. They ripped me they off. They could have
1: a great reputation, but you didn't hit. They and you're rip like, me I off. don't trust these guys. That's
0: so true, actually. That's so true.
1: That's funny. Mental game. <laughs> that I week. mean...
0: I guess that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. What are you looking forward to most for this upcoming expo? It's a good question. uh, Yeah.
1: It feels like every time it's a mix of anticipation and excitement, but it's also, you're wondering, um, you see all these reports reports coming up. We, We know that more people are going to shows. We know that there's people still coming to the hobby and enjoying it, but you do keep hearing certain things. Correct me if I'm wrong. Co, you keep hearing things about money drying up. Yeah. Yep, right? People more, more leaning in towards trading instead of buying. I mean, and you wonder how it's all going to play out. And the expo always gives you a bit of a bit of clarity, but again, it boils down to, do you have the right things? So the right product, you have the right mindset. You have the right, you know, I'm talking on a, on a vendor scale. Yeah. Merchandising. Now, if you are someone like yourself who, and I envy you because I stopped doing this years ago and I kind of want to get back to it one of these days, but just being able to walk around and uh, having like a good idea of what it is specifically you're looking for and approaching it, I would think it's like a great time because there's so much available Right? It's a lot of fun. You're you're able to find the things you want. And once you find them, you might find that the person who has them is very open, much more open to being more reasonable these days. I mean, I think, I feel like if you're not reasonable and you're stuck in 2021, it's game over for you. Like, you've held on too long. People are going to talk behind your back about the fact that you're just not adjusting. It's about adjustment, right? The big Coach Co word on the street when it comes to your, your fitness channels is, is adjusting, right? Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I mean, and, Yeah. Uh, One of the many
0: themes. Back. Yeah. 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 You just have to learn to navigate through. I mean, things are constantly changing, right? So you have to be adaptable. I, I mean, it's like, you better get left behind.
1: I'm, I'm running off the last expo in terms of what I learned about what people want. And there's some very simple base, especially in hockey. Like, People want young guns. Not everyone's a slab hunter. Um, they want young guns, and if you don't have to be, you don't have to give a fifty percent discount. But as long as you are reasonable, and I really want to emphasize this because it doesn't mean I'm not telling people you got to mark down, right? Because if it's the young, if it's the right young gun, um, and someone wants it, you know. Again, as long as you're reasonable, these these are things that are liquid. And that's, that's a great thing. That's a cool thing to have in the hobby and player collectors and things like that. So I'm, I'm all about being more diversified than ever. Um, Offering the stuff off the beaten path is popular as well. Um, Maybe, maybe beyond the whole concept of the young gun and the future people are looking at other stuff now. People are getting it and, and that's, and that ties into the collecting thing that's
0: happening
1: right now. And, uh, and again, that, that ties into this conversation with economy, David Young gun. It's a classic. Everyone wants it. Let's not, let's not worry ourselves and over discuss the issues of population reports, this, that, and the other thing. People want it period. It all comes down to the interaction. And if that card is going to sell, who's going to buy it, what price, et cetera. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I've been hitting up a show maybe once a week right now. And, um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun, let me tell you. Right. The the interaction I'm spending way too much money, but mm. I this is the time to do it. Going into the expo, going into the right. playoffs, I'm like, let's uh let's have some fun with this. Let's
1: get get your get your last minute submissions in. I mean, I guess yes. you'd be looking at SGC or a lot of money with PSA Express. Uh,
0: uh I mean, PSA is pretty quick right now, man. PSA, PSA. is
1: Well, oh. you're not going to get back a PSA order, a PSA value order right now in time for the expo. I think so. You think you will?
0: Maybe I think so.
1: I mean, they quote four to five months, Brent. Right?
0: I value or or you mean bulk?
1: Just like bulk, I I don't really know the difference between value. And so
0: value is uh, it's like forty five dollars a card, I think, or something like that. Yeah, bulk is like eighteen or twenty or some shit like that. The the bulk is still, I would say, six weeks. So you probably won't get it back in time. But yeah. um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Nonetheless, we're, we're getting into that bit of a crunch time, um, shopping in, in terms of what things that you're going to be able to potentially trade or sell to quickly get whatever it is that you want. The expo is a heady experience. You're going to see all the products. A lot of people are looking for older product to rip for a variety of reasons. Like I missed, I missed out on the McDavid train in 1560 and I want to rip some of that. I know it's expensive, but it'll be fun. If you have the means to do it, if you have the financial means to do it right Expo is where you're gonna find everything. Right. Yeah,
0: that's, that's cool. I love it, team. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Cardboard Coaches. As always, feel free to like, comment, share, send it to a friend who might want to know a little bit about what's going what's going to happen at the Expo this feel year. Feel free to
1: share, but the cartel don't care.
0: And that uh, he was wearing a bathrobe the entire time. Until now. Until then, cardboard coaches are out of here. Peace.